Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Chris Tetzel and I'm Michael Burke. How are you doing, Chris? Pretty good, man. How about you? Good. I'm excited for today's talk. We have a special guest with us today, uh, introducing Chris Detzel as the person talking to us today. Uh, I will be asking the questions, which I'm excited to do. Um, deciding right now whether I'm really going to grill Chris as hard as I can on those difficult questions that he keeps out for me. We'll see. Um, Chris, how are you doing? How was your week? You know, my week was really good. I uh, had a great weekend, uh, did another 5K with my wife, and we had uh, a friend of mine that uh, just got her, uh, I guess, her green card or whatever. She now, or No, she's a U.S. citizen, so uh, that's really exciting. And so we went to that party, and then we went had brunch. It was really fun. Very nice. And, of course, now that's we're excellent. doing work stuff. <laughs> um, How about so yours? So today... My mine was doing well. I, I had a we have this family tradition, which is really fun, where we make jam once a year. Uh, take like oh, quarts nice. and quarts of strawberries, boil them down, reduce them, and we have like tons of jam that we give out for gifts and and to family and friends throughout the year. So uh, really good. It's like uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a secret family recipe. I actually don't have a ton to do with. It. I go there and like watch the kids and. Um, but it is just a super enjoyable experience. I love the jam, the output of it, so I reap the rewards. And uh, anyways, enough on that. Today we're talking about community, right? Uh, and I have so many wow. questions. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, Detzel in his day job runs an online community, a pretty large and yeah. actually engaging online community. And we were talking about, you know, some of the other things that we can talk about. And one of the interesting things that came up with is you know, how do you get started, right? There are so many businesses that I think would benefit from an online community. And I think that if you can kick us off with what is an online community, what are the benefits of yeah. it, and, and how do you get started? Yeah, so just a little bit of background. I've started four or five online communities from ground up. And so it's really my specialty. Um, and, you know, a lot of these... A lot of times, product companies like to start online communities, and, and the reason is, is because one is um, there's a lot of different reasons, and there's a lot of different types of communities. But uh, and we can go into some of that in a minute. But a, lo a big reason, like for example, uh, we work at a company called Reltio, and uh, the big opportunity there was one is our users want to connect to each other about you know, similar things that they're working on. It's just like any other community. So for example, you know, our, our product can be a little bit complex within their environment and they want to connect to other users that are using the same product and how they're solving some of these problems. And so really, you know, the gist of it is really people helping each other to solve these complex problems uh, in, in their environments. That's the gist of why you would want to build a community. And there's some higher level reasons, you know, uh, why a company would want to do that. And some of those reasons could be uh, at a high level, like case deflection. So, you know, support costs go down. Two could be, you know, 
leads from a marketing team, you know, like maybe they're looking at influenced revenue or, you know, bringing in marketing type stuff for their account-based marketing type stuff. It could be product adoption, you know, getting your customers to, to adopt the product heavier so that they buy more uh, and, you know, so upsell, cross-sell is an opportunity there too. Does that help? No, that's really useful. And I think that it's one thing that I've always been fascinated about is when people turn to communities for questions, especially in the large enterprise space where you have all of these professional services, resources, you have the ability to file support tickets, and yet you're turning to your peers and anybody within this kind of unvetted group to help answer questions or seek advice. What differentiates kind of like your standard Zendesk support tickets or going to your professional paid services versus going to the community? Why do you think people do that? I think it's access. You know, the more and more I think about why um, or who, one, who is involved and engaged in communities. And and for us, you know, when we look at who is involved and engaged, we have um, we have our customers are helping each other. We have our partners helping our customers. We have our partners helping our partners. We have our customers helping our partners. We have our employees helping customers and partners. And sometimes, you know, our employees are, wait, I didn't know that, you know, and, and learn from our customers and partners. So you have they have access to all of those folks. And, and so you start building programs, and we can get into, you know, how you start a community from ground up, and, and we can talk about that in a minute. But you also start building programs like a webinar program or maybe even a, a deep dive content blog program that allows your customers to go deep into the product through written kind of stuff, right? And so, you know, the, the, the last thing I'll say is, is that on that piece is one of the big opportunities for, you know, and I kind of wonder, you know, how this changes in the future is, is that when I build an online community, the goal is for my customers and whoever's using it is to find us uh, on Google on the first page when they f- when they look for uh, a question about our product. If I'm not on the first page and they have a question about our product, we lose. If we are on the first page of Google, we don't win. <laughs> you know, it's just expected, right? And so that I think that you know it, it differentiates us from those those uh you know docs you know docs is just this long form kind of of a you know this is a manual of how to use the product so nobody's i mean people will use docs in a big way but you know they also want to just get a quick hit answer as well and they don't want to wait wait for support you know support takes a long time and in general at any product company and so finding the answers quickly two or three days maybe it's even 24 hours or maybe it's only a few hours that they find it on community that's really interesting. And, you know, I'm just going back to one of my kind of thoughts on. So I, I don't know if you've known, you know this about me, but I my first kind of um, one of the jobs that I joined years ago, um, I actually came across the product. It was called LastPass. Right. They were a password manager. Uh-huh. And I loved the yeah. product. Like password managers were kind of new. It was a relatively new thing. And so I was on their community board all the time because I used their password manager for business. I used Mm -hmm. it personally and I was giving advice on how to change the product or make it better all the time. Right. And not just complaining, but really passionate about like, Hey, you guys are doing something cool and unique. And 
they would respond and they actually built several of the features yeah. which was awesome and i felt unlike yeah. a message board or a place where i'm just trying to get a question answered or docs portal or whatever i felt a connection to that product and a loyalty to that product after that happened that yeah. i had never experienced with any other product and enjoyed it so much so that when they were acquired and came to the Boston area, I actually took a job working for that company um, because I was just so passionate about it. And, and I feel like, you know, the reason I'm telling the story is when we talk about community, there are a lot of metrics and other things that you can measure, but there is also this yeah. human element, which you don't get with providing the software as a service. And having a voice where you can provide recommendations and actually see those change and implement into the product brings you that much more closer to the product. And it also allows you to have empathy when something doesn't work or it fails, right? Um, which I'm yeah. sure we don't like to talk about as much, but it definitely is something that I think gets brought up on, on these community pages, right? Yeah, that's right. And I think that you know, it gives them not just a voice to be heard from uh, the product organization or the organization itself, but it also allows them to show their expertise and how smart they are and how some of the things that they're working on and what they're doing. People want to show you how smart they are. They don't get to tell to their wives or family about <laughs> all the cool things they're doing, but they get to tell the people using that product, you know, the, the things they're doing and the cool stuff they're doing and how to fix this thing and how to do it. And people are excited about that, you know, and, and so it's really fun to see. And, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, and you've seen this firsthand, just, uh, you know, one of the things that you did, for example, as one of the product leaders, you did a ask me anything uh, for our community last week. And the beauty about that ask me anything is, is that, Several of our customers were so excited to ask you a bunch of stuff about AI and ML within the product and things like that. But afterwards, you know, uh, this one guy reached out to me and, and, and of course, I sent it over to you. And he's like, hey, man, let's connect uh, with Michael Burke on this thing that we're working on and doing. And we connected today and you, he asked you a bunch of questions. I mean, there's like six or seven people in that room asking you, you know, uh, a bunch of questions about the AI ML stuff. And, and the cool thing was, is that community helped bring that together, right? You know, and because yeah. now that guy is going to be a customer for a long time because of the access that he has to you. It's not, a lot of companies don't allow that, you know, or whatever, you know, and, and so, and, and you, you got to look at, you know, community is providing those kinds of things. And it's really cool to see. That's really interesting, and I, I love it. Like, and I, I would say on the flip side too, being a part of those types of conversations, we learn a lot more. I mean, you know, think about traditional ways that we engage with customers. We have to set up meetings, we have to share product ideas, collect yeah. feedback, and it's from one customer. In these ask me anything's or these big communal events, they can be a bit scary because you're kind of yeah. throwing yourself out there, but you're presenting ideas and collecting rapid feedback, right? and a rapid signal yeah. on whether or not something's going to work. It's super powerful. So changing tracks a little bit, because we are on data yeah. hurdles, right? Um, we are. How do, you, how do you measure all of this, right? From a data-driven perspective, you know, there's a lot of intangibles, I would say, in a community. But with the things that are tangible, what do you track and how do you, how do you monitor and measure success? 
What does that look like for you? You know, it, it depends on the stages. So, you know, let's start from day one. And then the, the way I kind of look at data is I do think data is the most important thing that you can do is and collect. But you know what? Too much data sometimes is, you know, you don't want to show, you know, everything to everyone because nobody, most people don't care. Uh, and so you've yep. got to, one, tell that story of, you know, the either the business unit that you're in. Uh, remember, community touches almost every aspect of our business. So when you think of marketing, it touches that because there's leads or there's pipeline uh, revenue generation type stuff. There's, you know, when you think of like product, think of product adoption or ideation. When you think of customer success, think of, you know, renewals at higher rates, upsell, cross-sell, uh, you know, a lot of different things, a lot of different touches. And so the story is probably a little bit different in how you build your dashboards and the data story that you tell is, again, a little bit different. So I would tell you when you first start, it's got to be basic, you know, and, and, and I think of, look, if, if you don't have people coming to your community, then, you know, nobody wants to go to a party that no one's at. So, you know, what I would tell you is, is that be kind to yourself, one, and then two is, you know, the data that I look at at first are, are very simple. Registrations, who's registering and uh, how many registrations am I getting maybe each month and things like that. So you've got to build a strategy and, and some tactics to drive that, right? Um, there's a lot of different things you can do to get registrations. Two is your content strategy. Is your content strategy right on? Are people... Now, this takes time when you first build it. Google is not, it doesn't just open up all, you know, automatically or automatic, magically. It takes time and effort. But are people reading your content and, and is, it, is it valuable? You know, it's just like anything. You know, you create a community that people are interested in, specific things. So are you creating the right things? Um, and then, you know, like page views is probably one really at first thing that you might look at. I, I don't recommend page views as being the main thing over time. Uh, but, uh, you know, how many users are coming to the site? You know, it, it doesn't, it could be logged in, logged out. Logins are probably a good one. So some basic stuff at first. Uh, and then as you get a little bit more sophisticated, um, I start looking at, so I'm in the marketing team and what marketing cares about is influenced pipeline revenue. So it could be net new business. It could be, um, upsell, cross-sell type stuff, or even renewals and how we're affecting that. And so uh, the beauty about community is it can touch all of those areas. You know, for us, it touches more about, you know, uh, uh, upsell, cross-sell, and renewals in a big way. So so I'm starting to track some of that and how that goes, but, uh, um, but that takes a little bit of time. So I think that be kind, start small, and then start getting... Uh, more into the to the bigger analytics probably takes a good uh, couple of years to do that really interesting and you know as we kind of dive into this a little bit more i would assume that there's some network effects that take place from the community um, whether it's cross engagement you know between customers where there's not a facilitator or an employee going in and answering questions but you actually see customers yeah. answering customers questions um, That's right. sharing or kind of exposing content. Do you guys today, is there, you know, are these signals of health, I guess, when you're looking at a community um, that you're kind of exploring or thinking about, like, to yeah. me, you know, 
you know, you think about when you start to gain traction, right? It becomes less about the people who are moderating the group and more about yeah. the internals of people communicating to people, right? Yeah. I think, you know, we always want to get to that, but it does that still does not happen automatically. So, you know, yeah. the, the way that happens is, is through a, a clear-cut engagement strategy, right? So there's tactics to drive those engagements. So it could be, you know, automated emails that go out on a, you know, semi, you know, maybe it could be every few days or whatever to say, hey, there's these uh, questions, you know, can you help answer or whatever, you know, you start building some tactics in. another good tactic is uh, rewards and recognition. So if you hit, you know, these levels, then you get this thing or whatever, at least you get a badge or things like that. So it's constantly looking at your engagement strategy and the tactics that are driving that strategy to get those people to connect to each other. The last, so, you know, I try to, the best way for me to is to not answer any questions. It's actually getting um, customers answering each other's questions. But if I just leave it and I didn't drive those tactics, you know, those engagement tactics yep. to to get people to do things, it would do nothing. It would just die, or people would just say stupid stuff. You know what I mean? Like it just, unfortunately, yes, you don't want the moderator to be the main person. I don't want to be the one on the community all the time. I'm on there some, but you know, it's it's more about What's the strategy in place to drive those tactics to get people engaged? You know, it's always going to be that way, no matter how big the community gets. As a matter of fact, moderation play, comes into effect way more as your community gets grows to hundreds of thousands of people, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and when you are growing this community, um, you know, do you see a lot of product development or feature development come out of the community? Is that a big piece of it? Uh, you know, I know that you've done this five or six times now, I think it was. How um, how do the organizations use it internally to drive growth? Yeah. You know, that, it's a little harder than you think. But, you know, the beauty of it is is a lot of times you're like today, uh, you could see our so our ideation is on a different platform than our community today. But the beauty is now over the last four months or so, you're starting to see our customers come into the community and post their ideas with the links of their ideas to say, go vote for my idea. Go vote for my idea. <laughs> I'm not awesome. joking. Like it is, it yep. is really cool to see. And then it is up to me. Like I believe that one product and community should work hand in hand. I mean, I believe that hundred percent. Like it's, it's just, it's about the product, right? And so what do we care? We want to make sure that their voice is being heard. We want to make sure they're, you know, that product is is developing the right stuff for our customers. And and if they're not going to do it, we've got to communicate that to them, right? Say, you know, if they're so, you know, I bring that to like our leader in product, I'll bring it to, you know, the product manager that's working on that specific thing, you know, and and you know, we we all have ways that we're doing these things. So yes. Th that is a, a big opportunity and it's funny because you know uh we have a webinar program and you're obviously a big part of helping with that and then our customers will say things all the time to that product person that's do leading that we uh, webinar for community and so you know they hear it on a co consistent basis and it's just a really awesome thing uh because you'll i remember one time not too long ago a few weeks ago a customer said we need this thing on this product 
And then this other person, I agree. And then somebody goes, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and that product manager was right there. So I was like, well, I mean, you know, so the feedback is, is really great. And the access that we give to um, these, uh, our customers and partners is, is big, you know, and, you know, we, I want to make sure as a community leader is to make sure that, you know, we're talking to each other, that they have the access that they need, that they're being heard, you know, not yep. just on the online community, but also on the webinars. Really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I know that, you know, communities are, when you talk about that trust and kind of transparency that's built where customers have the courage to come forward and, and propose ideas, you know, yeah. This is it's not like they have unlimited free time either and they're just hanging out, right? These are yeah. these are portals for them to pass critical information to you. But it's also ways for us to pass information back as employees. And I think that yeah. one thing that always stuck with me was um, that password management product that I, I worked on previously, you know, they had a breach at one point and hmm. it was like a product ending breach. And the CEO hopped on the community, shared a webinar, and then said, you know, provide your feedback, right? And I think at the time, everybody kind of thought that this could sink the company. Um, and what they found out was that a lot of people had more empathy than we would have ever expected, partly because of that community, right? Yeah. Um, and... You know, I think that people are kind of used to that idea of message boards being places where people just kind of blast each other and are rude. But in a lot of these isolated product communities, what you see is people that have invested time, energy, money, and, and trust into these organizations, and they're there to back them up. Um, so that that was always just like an amazing kind of like learning for me to see that people came to his aid and were like, look, things happen. We'll stick by you. Let us know how we can help. Um, and these types of scenarios that, you know, you're talking about people's passwords, right, online to like everything that they could, yeah. they might have access to, you know. Um, anyways, well, just, I you know, as I, yeah, yeah go, you ahead. go ahead, Chris. No, I was just, you know, just going to piggyback off that is communities can be a very powerful thing in a very positive, probably also in a negative way. You know, the power yeah. of, you know, Let's just think about, I don't know, four or five months ago when Southwest came out with that, you know, that really bad uh, thing that happened to them with their systems that went down for like, was it like a few days or something? And they couldn't do any, yeah. you know, everybody's flights got canceled and everything else. The first thing I did, because <laughs> they have a very big online community, is I went to their online community and I looked and people were just just killing them right you know but then you know southwest has always been very uh good at kind of dealing with that damage and you know i, I don't exactly remember what they did but you know customers will go in any place to get their voice heard and, and community is a huge way of doing that and if you don't do it right you know it could just really you know nobody wants a really bad community but i think that with your CEO going on to like a, a password manager community and then kind of having a webinar and things like that, that's key. Like, I think people just, you know, the other piece I'll say about that, like two days after that happened, then I went back to that online community and then people were like, you know, it really sucks that that happened, but you know, I'm going to give Southwest a chance. You know what I mean? Like yep. just because 
they starting to turn it around, you know, and it made a mistake. It's okay. It wasn't okay at the minute, but then they started kind of saying stuff and they allowed all that stuff and they didn't stop the community or anything else. And I was pretty, I was like, well, that's kind of a turnaround from what I saw yesterday or day before, you know what I mean? Like, so I think, you know, community can be powerful and, you know, can really help your product in a big way. You know, and if you look at our, our customers, you know, they're enterprise wide, our, our, the, the software we sell, and their lives depend on it. I say their lives, their, you know, work lives depend on it. That's what yep. they do on a daily basis. They use our product. And so they want to learn how to do it. They will do whatever it takes, whether it's community or learning the documentation. And, and, and you know, community can be a powerful thing and, and helpful thing to our customers and partners. You know, like I just think it's, it's a huge avenue for them, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I completely agree. Um, have you ever worked with communities that expand beyond one geographic region? You know, I know I'm assuming most of them are global, but yeah. you know, how does it, as, as these things evolve, when you start getting into multiple languages and different cultures, maybe even different versions of a software, how does that work yeah. from a community leader? Yeah. Yeah. It's so I have built, uh, not at Relteo, but uh, in the past, I've built communities that are just German or French or uh, English, right? And so the challenge is, one, the platform itself, right? Like uh, some of these platforms, just they don't have different uh, language kind of stuff. You know, the beauty about the platform we had, when it was a company called Rexel, uh, and, and they had language resources you can just push in uh, in the back end. And and do it now. The lift is huge, <laughs> so uh, yeah. I wonder how much better it would be today with like a Chat GPT or whatever. I don't know, but uh, but it, the lift is huge, especially if you don't speak the language. Uh, the relationships you have to build with these teams, like you know, you have to find some, like in Germany, for example. I had to work with this one woman on a daily basis to make sure that the the all the 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 backends, you know, from the you know. Every little thing was pushed in, the, you know, like when you look at ask a question, well, ask a question in German is like this freaking long, right? And so one is you have to worry about getting the right ask me, ask me, ask a question, you know, uh, correct in German. But then the other piece is maybe it's too long for the platform, you know what I mean? Like, and, and so yeah. you just had to figure a lot of different, and French is completely different, right? So um, it was a big challenge for us. Um, and the beauty about the the about English is that most people in the world speak it. Not all people, you know. When you start looking at uh, Mandarin and Japanese and some others, it's a lot harder. Um, and probably the last ones I would have gone to, you know. But I think you know, for us, English is kind of a the language today. But when you start looking at SEO kind of really good stuff there, you know, then, then doing it in their language is always better if you can. I mean, native language is always, but it's hard. Like, you know, I've done it and it's extremely difficult. It takes months upon months upon months because it's not just you doing the work. It's you having to work with people to do it and they're taking their time off to, to do it. You get to hire maybe a third party to help do some of it. Some of it's wrong, you know, and it's just, it's a continuous battle, to be honest. It's tough. That's, I didn't answer that question really well, but no, no, no. That's great. Easy. It sounds it sounds really challenging um, for sure. 
I guess, you know, as we're, we don't have a ton of time left, what would you say if you could leave people with the top three things that community drives for a business, what would those be? Um, and I think that we can, we can close out with that. Yeah. No, it's, it's a good question and there's a lot of different things, but you know, from a product company, you know, I think of, um, I think of product adoption in a big way. I think of case deflection in a big way. And one thing that we never really thought talked about, but I think uh, thought leadership is a huge opportunity and that things that we're starting to do with yeah. our online community. But that specific thing brings in potential leads. It brings in, it, it ups your community game. Your, your people that are very technical, it gets them to understand why you're doing the things that you're doing, not just building these things all the time. And so there's just a lot of beautiful things within the thought leadership piece. So, excellent. Well, Chris, thank you again. Yeah, this was really this was really helpful. I mean, it's super informative, even for me, somebody who interacts with the community on a regular basis. Really appreciate your insights. Uh, thanks again for jumping on and volunteering to talk today. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to us. Um, and also, if you haven't checked out our new website, go to datahurdles.com. We have an email mailing list right now at the bottom of the site. If you're interested in getting updates, we're going to be doing a lot more things as we start to build out this podcast. Um, we'd love to see you on there. So thanks again for tuning in. I'm Michael Burke. And I'm Chris Detzel and rate and review us. Thank you. Thank you.